How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Leezy the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You're tuned into another episode of the Music Mastery Podcast with your host, Leezy the Gifted, where we do a brand new episode every single day documenting my journey as an independent musician as well as sharing tips and tricks along the way. If you're interested in hearing more about the episodes, then all you have to do is subscribe. That way, every time I put out a brand new episode, it pops up right on your phone and you don't miss it. So I'm um, actually, uh, this is kind of different for me. I'm on my walk and I've done a lot of episodes in the past on my walk, got my AirPods and, um, you know, I would do episodes like this. I haven't done one like this in a while, but dude, it is such a beautiful day. And I just thought, um, why not do it on the walk? I feel like there's this certain vibe that I get while I'm walking that's much different than <clears throat> just simply sitting uh, at my desk at my studio or interviewing somebody. Um, interviews always get the best energy, but you know, when I'm on my walk, it's funny because when I walk, I talk to myself the whole time anyway, most of the time, uh, or I'm talking to a friend on the phone. Uh, I rarely walk and just listen to music or just listen to a podcast. I'm usually like talking out loud. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think right now it's like, why not just turn on the recording and uh, just actually do a podcast right now. <clears throat> and, um, you know, a lot is on my mind right now. A lot of good things are on my mind. Um, but first of all, I kind of want to just say like, you know, I'm just going to come clean and admit that I feel like lately my podcasts have not been that good. Uh, and you, you might've noticed the difference. I mean, I know my, my friend Keith Datu, who is just here for the past couple days, you know, he, he was like listening to one of my episodes right in front of me. And he's like, he paused the episode and he's like, you're running out of stuff to say, aren't you? I was like, how do you, what do you mean? How do you know that? What makes you say that? He's just like, bro, I can tell like your, your episodes just aren't the same. Like you're starting to run out of stuff to say. And I'm so glad that he told me that because I had already felt that and I really do feel like I've been giving the podcast that type of energy. Um, you know, and I, there's really no excuse for it, but I can't explain it. You know, I've been like really just like in the past few months, uh, I think since December 2020, uh, really rethinking my whole like direction. I've always known the destination of where I want to go, you know, and it's it's becoming wealthy as an independent musician. But the, 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 the direction on how to get there has always been very, like, difficult for me to wrap my head around. And now, you know, obviously it's so much more clear to me. You know, put out a lot of music, um, make great offers to your audience, build your audience, make great offers to them that will convert at a high rate. Uh, you know, go do concerts in towns and cities where your fans are, sell merchandise. You know, there's, there's ways to earn a living um, and not just earn a living but become wealthy with whatever you want to do as a musician. Uh, and I got sidetracked because I lost faith in myself. I lost belief in the path. I thought, Oh man, you need, you know, tons of money to, you know, fund you. And you do need a lot of money to fund your career. Um, but you know, with the, with the invention of Facebook advertising, uh, and other ways to reach your audience, you know, it's funny, you don't need as much money as you might've needed in the past. You do still need a lot of money, though. You need to pay for, you know, all the things you need to pay for, you know, whether it be merchandise, whether it be, 
you know, um, whether it be merchandise, whether it be, um, go, going to a show, uh, Facebook ads, you know, wh- wh- whatever. There's, there's a lot of cost to, to running a business, but, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, work, you know, you have to just structure, you know, I just realized, you know, Lee, you've got to structure your life uh, that'll work for you and <clears throat> not just think, okay, I have to go make six figures. You know, I used to think, okay, I got to make, I got to have a six figure income before I can start fully funding my artist career, you know, and I was trying to make that six figure income using other things. At first it was a social media agency, you know, and then it was being a music producer. And now I'm like, wait, you don't even, first of all, you don't need a six figure income to start building an audience. You can start building an audience for much cheaper than that. I mean, and it's like, you can start somewhere and grow and it's not about the amount of money that you spend on your career. It's not really about that or how much your budget. It's more about, well, what value can I provide as an independent musician? And this is really true with any business, but we'll speak just on independent musicians. It's not just, oh, you know, I don't really have a big budget, so I don't think I can make it. Well, although it's true that you do need some money to fund your career, um, that doesn't mean you can't still make an offer to your existing audience. Now, unless you live in a cave or, you know, you, you, you live like a hermit and like you literally never have seen or met anyone and like nobody likes you or knows you, which is like, I don't know, I think a lot of you listening to this right now probably don't live like that. I think most of you live in a, in a kind of reality where you, you know, you have friends and family, um, who know you and you meet acquaintances and there's people that you come across that you could probably market your music to, um, you know, I, I know just over the and I, I don't know now. I know over the years I've met lots of people and have brought in a lot of people to be my fans of my music. Just you know, naturally, just being a human. Um, I will say though, I am an above average social human. I think you, if you know me very well, or if you've ever had an interaction with me, you could probably tell that I I am a type A extrovert. So I love meeting new people and I love interacting with new people all the time, probably actually definitely more than the average human. So I will give myself that. But even then, even if, you know, you're just kind of interacting as like an, you know, at the, at the rate that an average human would interact with people, you can still like build somewhat of a fan base. I mean, and like, if you're an artist, you know, you really should be doing that. You know, you really should be trying to get yourself out there more, um, with like your music and you know obviously we're in this i hate continuing to preface we're in this time of covid but right now even like we're in a time of covid where you can't do a live show that's fine we still have instagram we still have tiktok we still have youtube we have linkedin we have multiple ways to like say hey what's up my name is so and so what's your name what do you do how are you hello let's be friends you're cool i like what you're doing like there's still so many ways to build those genuine connections and friendships over the internet and build that fan base, you know? Um, and I think like, again, you might not have the budget to build your fan base right now, then that's okay. You can still just do it organically and try to build connections, you know, using that, like, you know, spend maybe an hour or two a day, just getting on social media, making friends, making connections, get their email address because maybe you're like, Hey, I want to collab you know, what's your email? And, you know, you throw their, you, you get their email 
throw their email address in a spreadsheet, you know, a Google spreadsheet, which doesn't cost you any money, a Google spreadsheet. Um, just put their first name, last name, their Instagram handle and their email and just continue to build that database and think about it like this. <clears throat> okay. Think about it like this. Let's say that, uh, I want you to think of a person in your life. <clears throat> Maybe, you know, a friend who's an artist or you just know somebody, let's say you have a friend, a close friend or a family member. Think of somebody that's in your life where it would not feel weird at all, or you would not feel uncomfortable receiving promotional messages from them. So I'll give you an example, okay? <clears throat> One of my, I'm not going to name my best friend, Gabe. I'll name a friend maybe who's, I haven't talked, um, okay, I have a friend named um, I hear, Carlos. Okay, I have a friend named Carlos, Carlos Paredes. We went to Chico State together, right? And he's like, obviously, like, and we've met in person many times. We went to Chico together. Uh, he's been on my podcast twice. He's a homie. He's a really good friend of mine. And I just genuinely support what he does. And I legitimately like seeing promotional messages from him. So I just follow him on Instagram and, like, I'll see him post, yo, like, like I just bought a new hoodie from him. And he was like, all he did was posted an Instagram story photo of three different hoodies he had. He's like, I have limited quantities. If you want one, let me know. And I was really excited. And I was like, yo, I DM'd him right away. I was like, I need a medium in that burgundy color. And I bought it for 50 bucks and he sent it to me and that was it. And he got a customer for free. How though? He built a genuine connection with me. He showed support on my music without asking for anything in return and I've spent probably 200 or $300 with him. I've bought multiple things from him. I've bought, let's see, I bought the baseball tee. I bought the tank top. I bought the sweater. What else have I bought from him? Did I buy a t-shirt? I want to say I bought another t-shirt. But... Oh, yeah, I bought that purple t-shirt. Um, I bought like four things from him. So all, and he didn't, he's never spent any money acquiring me as a customer. It was just off the strength of him genuinely wanting to support me and be my friend. And then he came out elite and I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting that. So, you know, you can do that as well, right? Like think about like if he had 2000 people like Lee, like that where I was a, as big a fan as I am to him. You know, um, you could do that. You know, imagine how many do you, don't you want to have that relationship with people where it's not weird for you to send them your music or send them whatever. Like I have so many friends that are literally like, yeah, bro, let me know when the clothing comes out and I'll buy one. Like I have a lot of people like that, you know, probably not. Um, I don't think I'm up there in the thousands. I'm, I don't know if I'm even in the hundreds quite yet of like that kind of a diehard fan. But I don't know yet. I'm going to see this year. But, you know, that's that's kind of how it goes, man. Just think about – and then you might think, well, how can I build that connection with someone I've never met over the internet? It's possible, right? That That's kind of the way it works with being a fan of music. You can put out an ad on Facebook that is just simply your music video, and you are not asking people for anything in return. You are delivering them value in the form of entertainment, inspiration, or something that your music does for them. And they're like, wow, I really am happy – 
right? I'm enjoying this experience, watching this artist, listening to this artist, and you can control who sees your music videos using the Facebook advertising platform. I mean, the Facebook advertising platform is so intricate and so extensive. And you know what's funny? It's only getting better. The Facebook ads platform is only getting smarter and it's only more beneficial for advertisers every day. So as a musician like you and I, like I know there's a lot of people who get worried about the safety of their information and they're under scrutiny by the government. But, you know, for folks like you and I who are trying to build a business with our music, you know, that's good. We, I, I actually like when I see Facebook in the news for, you know, maybe overstepping their boundaries with privacy. You know, I actually enjoy it because I'm like, great. That means that they're pushing the limits for how much information that I can have on my potential customers. And obviously, I'm not going to do anything, you know, suspect with my customers' information. And I'm not going to intentionally, you know, give away people's private information, unintentionally or intentionally. So I'm happy when I see Facebook in the news for holding on to too much because then that means, all right, great. That means that when I target a Machine Gun Kelly fan, for example, like that's a, I think that's an audience of people that like me or, People who are fans of G-Eazy will probably be a big fan of my music. That means when I target a G-Eazy fan, Facebook knows way more about that fan than they did 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago. So anyway, little sidetrack, but you know, you can run a Facebook ad to a music video that is like, hey, you know, um, you know, and actually what I'll do, let me back up a little and I'll really more explain the, the, the foundation of the process of what I'm really doing. So, you know, I've got a warm audience of about 2000 email addresses and that's based on, um, you know, that's based on people who I've met over the years, my friends, some people who have bought from me in the past, you know, it's also based on, um, you know, it's also based on, um, artists who have downloaded beats from me and who've also purchased from me. So it's kind of a combination. It's a, it's a very nice little a collage. I like to think of it. It's a, collage of people who have just kind of been experienced with me. It's, my, it's called a warm audience. People who are warmed up to you and they know you, they've heard your messages or they've bought from you or something of the, something or other. It's around 2000. Okay. And, and by the way, I don't, um, I don't ignore the fact that that number is big in a way. I mean, it's not big in the grand scheme, but I know 10 years ago, I didn't even have any of that. And I know I was looking at it thinking, wow, you know, this is bigger than I thought. I didn't realize like for years, I used to think that my warm audience was so small. I used to think like, damn, like, you know, I really don't have anybody. I, I, my mindset was so focused on I need to build a fan base. And I think when we think the word build a fan base, what we start to think is that word and that phrase build a fan base, I think that means go find people who have never heard of us, bring them into our ecosystem. That's called a cold audience. But you know what? As much as I agree that you, you do need to build a cold audience, that's not where you start. Start with a warm audience. Now, obviously, you're going to start. Nobody's going to know you. But that's where I, you know, you kind of touch on the point of, like, you know, people who you run into at your part-time job or people from high school or college or middle school. You, know, you just compile people who, like, like you. They just like you. Like, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so. Like, I know little little Johnny from around the block or I know Lee from – I know Lee from around the corner who went to Los Lomas. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Oh, wait, he does music? Like, that's pretty cool. Let me check him out. Wow, he's actually cool. I'm going to support him. I like his music. Like, I think his message is really cool. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do stuff to support him. Like, like that's how you start, really. You know, um, so start with the people around you that you can easily touch and easily get to without spending money. You know, um, 
And what you want to do is you want to put an offer in front of them that that you know, you, well, you don't know, but put an offer in front of them that you can prove will work. And when I say, you know, prove will work, what I mean is prove, that will prove to be uh, profitable for you. So what I'm doing is, right, I have, a, I have an email list. And you're, you're listening right now. You might be on my email list. I'm not sure. Um, hopefully you are. But, <laughs> um, you know, you might be on this current email list. And I'm sorry that I don't have a way to get on that list if you're not already right now. You know, usually people go, and if you're not on my email list, go to da-da-da-da-da and sign up. I, I don't have that set up currently. Um, so genuinely, if you're on my email list, you're like really on it <laughs> and you're somebody like who I actually really know. So yeah, you might be on my email list right now. Um, you might be on there. And uh, so I have about 2000 um, and I'm coming up with an offer, which again, I've vaguely touched on in the past couple episodes. And I don't want to give away too much, but um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an offer that is something I think my warm audience will really enjoy. So the plan is to send out a certain amount of emails, kind of letting you know, hey, you know, this is this is what this is, explaining it, obviously getting you hyped for it because it is a very cool offer. It's my best offer I've ever made ever. Uh, it's even better than anything I could have ever imagined making. So it's something that's been really cool. I've been working on with my mentor, Brennan. So it's great. I'm really excited about it. Um, and um, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Oh, yeah. So. So I'm going to put that offer out to my warm audience and see how it does, you know, and if like nobody buys it, like literally zero people buy it, then it's like, okay, we did something wrong, you know, and I laugh because I, I, you know, you should expect be, you know, expect the worst, but I really, really don't think zero people are going to buy this offer. I think at least a few. So I really should actually talk to my my mentor, Brennan, saying like, hey, if it does this, what should I feel? If it does that, what should I feel? I think we're just going to kind of put it out and see how it does uh, for the most part. But, you know, if like, let's say 10% of my 2,000 people email us, so 10% um, is, is 200 people, you know, if 10% purchase this, uh, that's like a celebration. Like that's like a wow, that's a success. If 20 people do it, then I'm going to, I'll probably pass out and faint and we'll go to never, never. I mean, it would just be ridiculous if 20%, you know, and I would, I would even argue, I'd ask my mentor, Brennan, but if 5% buy it, I think even then, I think Brennan would say, well, 5%, dude, you still profited. Like you can celebrate that. You know, you can celebrate the fact that you put out an album and spent $0 on marketing. And, you know, I've actually done the math a few times. If 5% buy it, then I profited still. And it wouldn't be as big of a profit, but I did profit um, in a nice way. Um, and it's like, okay, you profited off an album. Like that's still a win, you know? So we're, we're very you know, much looking forward to seeing how this goes. But the point is once you get an offer where there's some sort of a profit, and obviously the bigger the profit, the more exciting, but it's not just about, oh, yay, like I profited. It's all, you always got to think of that next five to 10 steps ahead. So for me, it's like, all right, if this album does really well and by really well, I mean, if it converts anywhere from 10 to 20%, it would be really well. If it goes five to 10%, I'd say it did well. But if it does, if it does anything between five to 20%, you know, I'm going to be like, wow, like that's like amazing. Like 
that's crazy, right? The next step would then be, okay, that means we have something that converts. That means that it makes sense for me to spend money on advertising to get in front of a cold audience. That's really the key that I think a lot of independent musicians get wrong is that, is that you know, we always want to know how to build our fan base, which I, because I know artists so well and because I know myself so well, build your fan base means get in front of cold fans that have never, ever, ever, ever heard of you and, and get your music in front of them and that's it. A lot of artists don't think about the next five to ten steps. You're, they're, they're not thinking like entrepreneurs, and that's a problem, guys. If you're an independent musician listening to this right now, you've got to understand. And I'm not telling you from an ex, from, from a perspective of I know everything and I've been super successful. No, I'm just telling you as to what makes sense. Why would you do something if you haven't thought of the next ten steps ahead? That's the way a masterful entrepreneur, and I'm not saying I'm a masterful entrepreneur, I'm a beginner, but what I'm saying is like, I'm trying to be masterful because I've looked and studied other entrepreneurs and I've listened to other entrepreneurs at a, a lot, a high rate. And so when you are, you know, thinking about, okay, I want to like, I need to figure out a way to get my album out there. I need to get my video out there. I want to promote my new single. It's like, for what reason are you going to do that? What are you doing? And, and you got to think of those next 10 steps. For me, it's like, Sometimes I overthink those next 10 steps a little bit. You know, sometimes I overthink and it kind of cripples me, but a lot of the time it doesn't. And a lot of the time it really helps. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, before you start thinking, all right, I got to go build a fan base. You know what I mean? Before, I stay, before you say, I got to go build a fan base. Think about who you, who's already around you. And could you put something out that they would profit or that you would profit from that they would get value from, you know, and I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm being, you know, maybe at that point, you're probably thinking, I don't know. I have no idea what to do. Lee, can you give me some ideas? That's where, you know, I'm kind of keeping what I'm doing secret. I can give you some examples right now though, um, of some things you could probably do very well, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm doing quite yet just because I don't want to reveal it, but don't worry, you'll see it. And of course, when it all is said and done, I will talk about it. But, uh, but you know, um, you could put out an album, right? And you're probably thinking, well, nobody buys albums. And the other funny part of it is I used to be pretty anti-albums, right? And I still kind of am if you have zero budget and you don't know what you're doing with marketing and you've never heard of funnels and email marketing and you don't know shit about shit, then... Yeah, you probably shouldn't put out an album. You should probably focus on putting out singles and getting better. But, you know, I would even argue, like, here's how you could put out an album. If you put out an album and you – well, here's the wrong way to do it. If you just put out an album and say, here's the download link or link in bio or, you know, hey, the, I want to – I want to, I really want you to check this out, that's not valuable. But if you say, hey, I have this new album coming out, but I want to give you something a little bit more special – if you want, you can, you know, if you're interested, I have five behind the scenes videos for, for, for five of the songs where I talk about how I made each one of the songs, you know, and then you could also be like, you know, and I wrote a uh, five, I wrote an, I wrote an ebook. You could just be like, I wrote a little book about the album. You know, it's not long. It's like 10 to 15 pages, but it just kind of outlines how I made this album and the story of the album. You know what I mean? And you could shoot, you could 
print copies of that thing and give it. I mean, there's some. Don't just think, all right, I got to make music and make an album. Think more. Think beyond that. What other things can you package around just the music? The music is the core offer. But maybe you can package a few things like some free bonuses, some physical aspects to it, you know, things like that that can get people really jazzed up and excited about the fact that, oh, wow, like, you know, you've got some new music coming out and it's something that they can be excited about. So that's where I would start. You know, don't just say, okay, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, put out this album and hope people listen to it. Put it out with a little bit of strategy. Think about it in a unique offer. You know, even for me, I'll tell you something. When I first started out with music, I had no idea about marketing. I had no idea about any of this stuff. In fact, a lot of this stuff I'm talking about now wasn't even around. Facebook ads wasn't around. Um, the idea of a sales funnel was there. But really, you know, Russell Brunson, um, who's the CEO, founder of ClickFunnels, he's really the one who popularized that term and really popularized what a sales funnel really is. Um, and, you know, so so I would I would say, like, when I first started, what I did was I just made CDs, man. And, like, that also, again, you got to keep in mind, like, when I first started, it made sense to make CDs. People's cars had CD players, you know, people were still listening and buying CDs. Like it was a thing that people were doing, you know, it was, it was something that made sense at the time. So I would just literally, you know, print CDs, like I would print CDs and give them away to people for free with nothing in return. And I kid you not, there are still people who have gotten those CDs who still are my fan to this day. And those CDs were you know, nine years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago, like there's people who I still keep in touch with who are still my fan to this day that love my music and that would still buy anything from me. And so you got to think about like the music was the core, but the experience of me, you know, it was like, you know, if I were to put it on a sales page, the sales copy would read, you know, get a copy of my new album for free. And as another free bonus, I'm going to hand deliver it to your house and hang out with you. And as another free bonus, I'm going to sign your CD and write you a thank you note on the CD, you know, that I'm going to hand deliver to you, right? So that to me is, is that was the offer. It was like, well, of course, I'm going to take it. And it's like, you're just, I was just, I was over delivering so much like this that's what you need to do like you need to over deliver and if you have the issue of well I don't know I feel bad charging for my music or if you have the idea of like nobody buys music I, you know I, I think what I'll do I'll wrap up this episode and maybe what I'll do is I'll have a guest come on uh maybe one or two guests and just I want to talk about the limiting beliefs of independent musicians and maybe we can get rid of them and debunk them together and like talk about, talk about them because I think it's really difficult to, you know, to go through these things of like, because I've had those limiting beliefs. Nobody buys music. Everybody just uses Spotify and Apple music. Um, why would anyone need my music? My music is, doesn't bring any actual value to people's lives. You know, I've said things like that. Well, it's COVID, you know, I can't tour. You know, I've heard that. I've heard people say it's so expensive to really push my music career. It's so difficult 
to build a fan base, right? I want to just get all of those out. You know, I want to maybe get a few guests and let's just talk about limiting beliefs uh, and then we'll address them. Maybe I'll do that on the next episode. Maybe I'll do that in like a week or so, Uh, but you'll know when it comes up. But anyway, I think for now we'll wrap this up because it's been a pretty good long rant. And, uh, you know, I just feel really great about bringing that energy back to the podcast that I've really been, you know, I personally think missing out on for, oh, I don't know, a, a, a few weeks, a few weeks. I feel like the last few weeks I've been really lacking uh, my energy on this podcast and I haven't been giving it my all. Although I have been putting out an episode every day I haven't missed. I just feel as though, you know, I haven't been giving it everything I've got like I used to. Um, but I want to get back to it. I feel much more motivated to do it especially since Keith was here. My friend Keith came for the weekend. So anyway, if you got value out of the episode, share it with a friend. If not, no worries. I'm not tripping either way. I love doing these. So thanks a lot for listening and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Peace. Hey, hey, hey. Get that, bit that, jump shot, what that, those moves, no rules, chef that, no boo. Get that, bit that, jump shot, what that, those moves, no rules, chef that, no boo. Get it how I want, get it how I want.